Welcome to Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and I am thrilled for this week's episode. It is an extraordinary one with a master shaman, curandero from Peru named William. I will go into the story more deeply in the podcast, but William uh, has played an extraordinary role in my life in that uh, when I needed a, a deep, deep healing because I had sort of uh, spiritually taken on the work of another and there was some aspects of that work that were deeply embedded in myself and it was not my energy. Uh, I sought him out and the story is rather extraordinary. I'll link to uh, the Olympia, the healing, uh, which I've gotten uh, the permission to share in the show notes. But he wound up coming to my uh, Maloka at like six in the morning when I was living in Mexico and doing a healing that wound up changing the course and trajectory of my life. He is an extraordinary healer, a profound musician. Uh, His song is exquisite. And he is uh, from the Kokama people in Peru and hosts dietas uh, deep in the jungles of Peru. And I have had the opportunity to sit uh, ayahuasca with him. And it was one of the most beautiful ceremonies of my life. His music is absolutely extraordinary. Um, The combination of his song with his wife, uh, Nila's song, that, that merger of divine masculine and feminine in, in musical form is exquisite insofar as its prayer and its ability to lift the room. Um, during my private healing, which didn't involve any uh, entheogenic medicines, it was, it was a prayer, prayer-based, and uh, I won't go into it too much because he, some of those aspects of his, of his work are, are secretive, but it was a profound opening of my heart and clearing of my auric field uh, in a way that I found liberation. And so when they were coming through to Los Angeles, I thought it imperative to have William on the show. This show is, uh, William Speaks Spanish, so is translated. So uh, like the podcast I did before with Banky, which was in Portuguese, this is my second uh, podcast uh, in, in a foreign language, but is translated beautifully by my friend Allison. And I'm going to link below to the music that I've been recording with William and Nila, because in ceremony, I got a very clear message that part of my work is to document these sacred songs and to share them in a, in a beautiful way. And so I hope you find value in it. Before we get into the show, I'm just going to do a shout out for our sponsors, and then I'm going to transition into one of their songs so you have a sense for the music, and then some deep insights on transcending darkness on clearing ancestral trauma, on clearing the field, on standing in the lights, and on being your unique medicine. An exquisite episode. I hope you find tremendous value. Please uh, shout out myself and Illumina Medicina, which I will link below, and share your greatest insights. And uh, I think you guys are going to find this one quite special. 
This episode is brought to you by Simply03. Simply03 is my go-to source for all things ozone. Ozone has radically changed my life. I had exposure to both Lyme disease as well as chronic mold in my home and did a deep dive into potential solutions and found ozone to be uh, miraculous. Uh, It has been a game changer in my life. I use the Simply O3 oils on my skin. I have a couple scars that I've been putting the oils on where I'm seeing the scars mitigated and it's amazing for healing. I also use their oxygen assisted ozone device for both ear insufflation, so basically using kind of a stethoscope device that goes into my ears, which has helped heal uh, an ear challenge that I've had for over a year, as well as their oil bubbler, which enables you, you cannot breathe ozone um, into your lungs by itself. However, you can use olive oil as a medium uh, to enable the, the safe ingestion. And ozone is incredible for a variety of factors. It helps to strengthen your respiratory system. It helps to inactivate bacteria and viruses and fungi, parasites and yeast. It stimulates your immune system and basically hyperoxygenates your system, which improves your circulatory system. There are reports that it can help improve brain function and memory. Uh, that it can reduce abnormal heart rhythms. Obviously, one has to be careful with claims, but do your research. Google ozone therapy, and it has been one of the biggest game changers in my life. So if you want to get started, I did an episode with the founder, Michael Lowe. You can check that out. I'll link it below. And if you want a discount, you can use simplyo3.com and code PEAKMIND. And it'll give you a nice fat discount at checkout. Again, that's Simply03 Peak Mind. This episode is also brought to you by one of my other new favorite companies, which is Leela Quantum, LeelaQ.com. Leela is incredible. I got introduced to them by looking at some of their dark field microscopy and the effects of EMF on our blood. We are now obviously all kind of in a mass experiment, which is 5G EMF is being unleashed on all of us, uh, whether we like it or not. And I have used Leela Q's incredible EMF protecting clothing as one of my great tools, especially uh, when flying. I, I put on the underwear, I wear the, the shirt, all of them are silver lined, the hat as well. Um, obviously, when we fly, we're 30,000 feet closer to a massive radiation source. But in addition, I've found um, that my sleep is disrupted uh, when I'm traveling and, you know, like I was just in New York City and I had no idea, but I wasn't sleeping well. And then I realized there was a massive 5G tower right next to me. Um, so the, the Leela Q is my go-to source for blocking EMFs. I have their clothing, and I also have what is incredible, their quantum block. I have both the travel size quantum block as well as the larger quantum block. I did a an episode with Philip that goes deep into the science. They've done double uh, blind controlled studies, um, but... It's been incredible, principally for mitigating against the risks of EMF radiation in my home. 
He also goes deep into quantum energy and the quantum field, which I'm fascinated by. I think most most notably by the research of quantum energy as it relates to water and some of the microscope testing that has been shown as it relates to the energetics of water. And we are obviously composed mostly of water. Uh, but quantum energy is something incredible to look into. And I highly recommend you listen to the episode below. Uh, in the interest of time, what I'll say is do a deep dive into Leela Q's website, leelaq.com. And if you're interested, you can use the code PEAKMIND for 10% off your order. Again, that's leelaq.com, code PEAKMIND. And without further ado, let's get into the episode.
rincón Semillas de felicidad Quiero que guíes mi caminar E ilumines mi oscuridad Quiero sembrar en cualquier rincón Semillas de felicidad Quiero que guíes mi caminar Michael Trainer, and I'm here today with a master curandero. It's an honor to be with William and my friend Allison. Thank you both for being on the show. Thank you. It's an honor to be with usted, William, and with me, gracias. Thank you so much. So I want to start by sharing that um, I was introduced to William in a very uh, auspicious way in that uh, friend Jamie, I had noticed her combo marks and I started speaking with her and I had done a ceremony for context for those listening, wherein um, I don't think I was sitting with the right people and it's very important to be sitting with the right people. And I had taken on someone else's energy, someone else's trauma. And I reached out to Jamie and said that I would really love to find a uh, healer to uh, support me in clearing my field. And uh, I'll be mindful because this is all going to be translated. Uh, that two and a half years uh, later, I'm now sitting with William, who I had the honor. He came with his wife and newborn baby at six in the morning to my place in Mexico and did a limpia, a, a cleansing. And it was absolutely profound. So first of all, I just want to lead by saying thank you. And it's also an honor to have now sat in the medicine with William. And it was an incredibly profound experience. Um, so I'll start. And Allison, you don't, I think you can share that in a condensed version. But I want to ask what are the things that people who are in consideration of working with the medicine, what are some of the things that they should be thinking about? Because I think a lot of people don't put a lot of intention or integration. They think of just about the ecstasy of the experience or, you know, this, this experience. So I'd love to hear from William. Um, what are the things that one should think about before entering into a space with the medicine? Contaba primero de cómo te conoció la experiencia de haber sentado con la gente equivocada por un rato y luego tener el honor de conocerlos y que llegaron a su casa a, las, a la madrugada y le hicieron una limpia profunda que le tocó 
muy adentro de su corazón y su primera pregunta es ¿cuáles son cosas que uno debe de considerar cuando uno va a entrar al espacio de la medicina? porque dice que muchos no entran con una intención o con considerar que, para qué van entonces ¿qué son buenas cosas de considerar cuando uno va a entrar al espacio? Muy interesante la pregunta Very interesting the question. Primeramente hay que tener conciencia ¿Con qué finalidad quieres entrar en este mundo de la medicina? ¿Cuál es la intención de cada persona? Porque en estos tiempos hay muchos problemas sociales, problemas personales de cada uno de las personas y más que todo en este tiempo eh, eh, viven tan estresados la gente en todo el mundo, ¿no? Pero eh, eh, buscan una salida para este, eh, para salir y, y desahogarse y, y tener un momento de tranquilidad. Buscan diferentes maneras y, y entonces hay gente que viene con intención de mejorar su vida física, mental y espiritual y busca la medicina. Yo creo que es la intención de muchos y hay personas también que vienen con la intención de aprender sobre la, la medicina. Hay diferentes, diferentes cosas por lo que vienen, se acercan, pero la mejor es cuál es tu intención. Vienes con una buena intención son bienvenidos para entrar a este mundo de la medicina no solamente solo por querer estar wow, quiero un momento de, de, de mirar como dicen lo que se habla de la medicina no vienen con eso wow, quiero entrar tanto que hablan de, de, de esta medicina ah, quiero probar para entrar de repente un momento de, 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 de ilusiones de visiones solamente a eso vienen no con una buena intención de querer mejorar su vida o de querer conocer más de la medicina más profunda. So the first thing is to consider what the intention behind going to the medicine is because there are so many social, emotional, physical, societal issues that are going on in the world and many people come to the medicine for healing of their mind, of their body, of their spirit, and other people come with the intention to learn from the medicine. So thinking about what your path with the medicine will be or what you want your path with the medicine to be is a good intention to consider because a lot of people don't come with the intention to learn or even to heal, but just to go on a journey and to just experience visions without actually curing anything within themselves and that's the experience of many people. So always coming in with a good intention is the most important thing when coming into the medicine and considering what your path will be. Mm. Beautifully said. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, unfortunately, in the West, um, look at, at these sacred medicines as um, I almost don't want to disrespect, but they look at it like a drug or an ecstatic experience. And I think it misses the mark by a long shot insofar as uh, it's, it's like the opportunity to have a conversation with God. 
And if you are having a conversation with God, you come with respect and reverence and also with an intention to do to do the work, you know, and it's not I feel like many people have an orientation towards passivity, towards um, wanting wanting to be done for them. And Mm -hmm. I feel like in my limited experience, in my humble experience, um, there's so much available. But if you were to go to have a conversation with God, you'd come with the best intention, with the best preparation, uh, with humility, with respect. Um, As you think about being in the medicine, um, having that conversation with God, what are the ways in which one can work, if you will, most effectively with the medicine? What are the ways in which, and I know some people come, for example, and sit for a night. Some people come to your center and sit, for example, uh, up to five nights on a 10-day dieta. I know that there are a variety of different ways, but when you're in the medicine, when you're in the work, what are the ways in which we can most effectively humble ourselves to receive the greatest teaching? Que en el oeste siente que muchas personas se equivocan con lo que es la medicina y muchos lo ven como una experiencia de droga o de algo que realmente no es y pierden esa conexión y potencial para conectar a, a Dios. Y cuando uno va a ir a estos espacios y no sabe que van a conectar con un ser divino, dice que pierden esa oportunidad y la unidad que toma para llegar a un espacio así con reverencia, con respeto, con una mente abierta a, a estar con un ser que no han visitado antes en vez de una cosa. Y en el oeste todo lo ven como las medicinas como soluciones rápidas que van a quitar sus problemas en vez de hacerles trabajar. Entonces muchos pierden es, esa posibilidad de conectar profundamente Y él pregunta, ¿cuál es una manera, la mejor manera, por decir, para conectar con la medicina? Porque hay ciertas personas que visitan una vez y dan espacio, o como cuando se hacen las dietas de cinco veces en diez días, o consecutivo, ¿cuál es la mejor manera para tener comunión con la medicina? Bueno, como yo decía antes, muchos vienen con problemas y, y más que todo como decían algunos vienen bueno porque piensan que es una droga ah, está mejor esto y, y vienen a querer probarlo no vienen con eso no es la intención buena la intención es buena bueno hay algunos que están metidos en drogas y mm. vienen a buscar ayahuasca vienen y se profundizan en eso muchos se han curado con esta medicina Muchos, porque este no es una droga, es una, una medicina natural de la selva y que ayuda en tu conciencia, te ayuda a concientizar, a conocerte cuál es tu problema. Conozco muchos amigos que han venido, que estaban a, a, con adicción a las drogas y se han curado con esto se han curado con medicina natural con ayahuasca y con otras plantas más esa era su intención de salir de ese mundo de drogas ahora están muy bien 
Ahora, yo conozco a ellos, a muchos de ellos que han venido y están muy agradecidos, no solamente a mí, yo solamente soy un camino para ellos para llegar a la medicina. La medicina es la que te cura y poner de tu parte para estar consciente de la vida. So many people come with a lot of problems and many people come... For those listening, <laughs> the neighborhood truck has arrived. <laughs> well, <laughs> always in perfect timing. Yes. yes. Um, many people come to the medicine while they're also on other substances or addicted to other or addicted to drugs and ayahuasca is not a drug it's a medicine because it has cured so many people from their toxic relationship to drugs to things mm -hmm. that are keeping them in in unhealthy toxic patterns towards themselves and it helps them realize why they had their relationship in the first place why they chose that path what about themselves they needed to heal and fix and so depending on your intention with the medicine is what you will receive as the right communion. So when you have the right intention to heal, to learn, that in itself is the right way to commune. Mm. Mm. Tomar solamente una ceremonia es muy bueno porque te estás conectando con la planta pero un proceso profundo es una dieta, un proceso profundo donde estás solo, tú, tu pensamiento, tu proceso y tu conexión con la medicina y con la naturaleza y con Dios, donde vas a sentir la presencia de la naturaleza, donde vas a sentir la presencia de Dios en tu vida, te vas a ser más consciente, vas a pensar en que estoy fallando, vas a meditar siempre en eso. Y eso es lo que ayuda en una dieta. Estar solo en un tambo, como llamamos nosotros las casitas pequeñas, en un tambo donde vas a hacer tu proceso durante toda esa dieta. Nadie te visita, solamente tú. Y tus instrumentos, tu cama, tu agua. Y solamente donde van un momento a dejar tu comida y después ir a, a las ceremonias donde vas a, vas a estar unidos y hacer el proceso de, la, de un círculo, de una ceremonia. Ese es un proceso en una, en una dieta y te va a ayudar mucho a mejorar, como decía, físicamente, espiritualmente vas a conectarte y cuando te conectas vas a aprender tu camino si ese es tu camino bueno vas a seguir ese camino hasta mejorar tu vida primero tu conexión con Dios y con la naturaleza y con la medicina eso es lo mejor porque si te vas a una dieta ah, voy a experimentar después sales y estás igual como ha sido uh -huh. entonces no tienes que continuar no solamente una dieta es bueno nosotros estamos dietando los que estamos andando con la medicina curando tenemos que estar en dieta muchas veces somos humanos también 
estamos propensos a cualquier caída, ¿no? Entonces, tenemos que estar fuertes espiritualmente, físicamente, mentalmente. ¿Para qué? Para que ninguna tentación, otras dificultades venga ahí. Porque en este mundo, en este mundo de la medicina es una lucha constante de espíritus malos o de otras influencias que hay espirituales y que no te quieren ver en ese camino de luz quieren tu oscuridad la envidia eh, y tantas cosas más que hay de una u otra manera quieren malograr tu mundo espiritual so one qué hermoso sí so one sitting is okay because you can connect yourself to deeper to yourself, connect to the medicine, but the way to really go deep and have a very profound experience is through the dietas. And in the dietas, the best way to succeed through your dieta is to be alone in your tambo, is? Tambo. Tambo. Se llama tambo. Tambo, which is like the space that you're in alone, just with you, just with your water, just with your instruments. And you can be reunited with the others in the ceremony space, but the work is 100% with yourself, working on your mind, on your spirit, on your heart, on your emotions to make you stronger. And the more that you are with the dietas, the stronger you can, and if you're part of this path, you must always continue the dietas if you're going to be with the medicines for a long time and how the people who are serving and healing and bringing this type of work forward with the medicine are constantly in dietas as well because there are always influences that as humans we can fall into temptation and we don't know what type of spirits want to trick us or influence us to make us fall because many don't want us to bring the beautiful light and the love and the healing that beings like him are doing. And so they have to be strong in their dieta so that they're always strong in their mind, in their spirit, in their hearts, in, in their life, in their actions, so that they can continue on the path of love. Because there's always a spiritual game war going on where when you are so full in your life, you can make other beings aware of that. And they want to creep in and tempt you and adjust the way to have you not serve in that much of light or in that much of love that you can if you were to stick with the path of staying strong inside. Mm. Beautifully said. That notion of the path I would love to dive a little deeper into. The El Camino, like if we're on this path and we are seeking to, to stand in the light, for lack of a better term, to stand in the lights, you know, like you said, there are forces of darkness that, for lack of a better term, can knock on your door, that want to, um, for lack of a better term, corrupt your space, um, oftentimes, or have ill intention, can cause trauma. Um, there's also... I think, which I've been ex exploring a bit in my own work, there's ancestral trauma, right? And I think in life, 
we find we often get, um, until we heal something, right? We can't spiritually bypass until we actually move through something, feel it and heal it and reconcile those patterns, those people that hurt us continue to show up in our lives. And I, I sense, I don't know for sure, but I sense from what I've experienced in the medicine is that sometimes that's also ancestral in, in its lineage. Like it, sometimes it precedes us and it's family traumas, you know, um, the way a trauma my mother may have experienced or my father may have experienced and their mother or their father may have experienced. And unfortunately, even though they're trying to live in light, they're trying to live in love. If they haven't healed that, it gets passed on. How can we most effectively break those patterns and heal those traumas so as to be the light that we can all be. And, you know, in ceremony, I had a woman say, you know, you, are, you embody joy, you know, and I feel like that is my essence, but I don't always express it because I don't, sometimes that light, I'm afraid of what it could attract, or sometimes I'm dimming my own light. Mm-hmm. So how can we be most effectively in our own medicine, in our, in our own nature, and move through some of the, the, the things that have, um, hurt us or those aspects of the darkness. Dice que en este camino cuando a veces se trae por falta de mejor término seres oscuros de que nos quieren engañar o corrompir mm-hmm. y todo este tipo de cosas y también en el linaje ancestral cuando hay tramas y patrones que no hemos sanado que trabajan en nuestra contra mm-hmm. como cuál es el mejor camino o, o manera de liberar estas situaciones y patrones para estar lo más en nuestra luz posible porque él dice que a veces él siente que es pura felicidad y luz y que a veces él mismo se lo empieza a pagar o que a veces le da miedo a lo que atrae tanta luz uh-huh. y cosas así o, o también cómo definir ¿Cuál es ancestral y cuál es ser como externo influenciando cosas así? Uh-huh. Es muy importante It's very important sentirte to feel libre de estas cosas ancestrales this. del pasado. Cosas que a veces vienen a nuestra mente y nos hacen sentir mal. Es una realidad de nuestra vida. En el pasado has hecho algo malo, en el pasado has tenido traumas o has hecho un, un, algo malo y, o te han hecho algún daño y, y ese trauma lo llevas. Siempre viene a nuestra mente y, y te hace sentir mal, ¿no? Es mejor olvidar, olvidar o perdonar y, y no hacer más cosas malas. Bueno, si estabas en drogas, si está, eres un bohemio, no voy a volver más. Es mejor alejarse de estos amigos también que te traen o que te hacen volver a ese pasado. Ah, y, y, y no, mejor es alejarse de gente, como digo, de gente que son, este, eh, que no son positivas para ti. Únete con gente que te va a ayudar y sal de ese mundo. Tu luz está prendido siempre, que no se apague nunca. Se puede apagar la luz. Es como, yo puedo estar triste 
un momento esto, que estoy triste, pero tengo que llorar, lloro pues, todos lloramos, ya, y me desahogo, que estoy ya en el camino, no hay problema, ya, y, y eso tiene que ser siempre, tú eres el dueño de tu pensamiento, de tu corazón, tú eres el dueño de tu futuro también. Haga bien las cosas y vas a tener un futuro, un presente mejor también. Y las cosas espirituales siempre en tu vida. Dios, tu único refugio en problemas y esto es Dios. Algunos no creen en Dios, pero yo sí creo. La primera canción que canté, dediqué a Dios. En esta canción dice mucho, por ejemplo, eh, cuando yo digo... Uh, quiero sembrar en cualquier rincón semillas de felicidad es mi canción que hice última dieta con un maestro mm. hace muchos años y decía quiero sembrar en cualquier rincón semillas de felicidad quiero que guíes mi caminar e ilumines mi oscuridad mm. es un pedido ¿a quién? al gran espíritu a ese abuelito que digo, gran, gran espíritu bondadoso, abuelito curandero poderoso. A él pido, ¿por qué digo esto? Porque nosotros tenemos la mente, una parte oscura y una parte de luz. Que esa oscuridad no predomine en tu vida. Siempre va a venir, como decía, siempre viene esa oscuridad del pasado y te quiere eh, derrotar, pero no, tu luz esté presente. Mm. Esa luz tiene que prevalecer hasta el final para no hacerte sentir mal con el pasado. It's very y, y en esta canción, por eso yo digo, porque todos tenemos esa parte oscura. Mm -hmm. Entonces digo, quiero que me ayudes en mi caminar. Eso lo hice antes de salir al extranjero. Mm -hmm. Por eso es esta canción y siempre dedicando a Dios primeramente en mi vida mm -hmm. para poder salir y llevar un poquito de felicidad a la gente que necesita. Mm -hmm. Gracias. So it's very important to undo the ancestral patterns, pains, traumas, and things that we did in this life. Like if we had actions where we previously did something bad or hurt someone or did an action that isn't aligned with our light, and it comes back and it comes back and it's making us feel down and it's making us feel guilt, or if we're around people, that bring us back into the shadow self per se or the aspects of ourself that return us to the unhealthy patterns. The best thing is to stop hanging out with those type of people and hang out with people that support you, that uplift you, that strengthen your light because the light should never be turned off. The light should always be on. And I'm trying to remember so much. Um, When we are strong in our light, he says he always connects his light to God, 
And he always commends him, himself to God. He wrote a song to God that is saying, let me plant seeds of joy in the ground and may you illuminate any of my darkness because half of our mind is dark and half of our mind is light. And so we just can't let the dark half of our mind be the dominant half. We must always be strong in our light and always connect ourselves to God or the Great Spirit or the being of love, universal love, whatever we see the being as, but allowing them to remind us of the light, strengthen us in the light, especially when we're going into a space where we know there will be more temptation. He said he wrote this song in his last dieta right before coming over to this part of the world because he knew that over here there's also more temptation and there's more things that can influence. So he wrote that song always commending to God to keep him strong in his light and illuminate and to be with him always. Y perdón si perdí algo por ahí. Mm -hmm. Las los patrones ancestrales estando fuerte en la luz, mm -hmm. conectándose a Dios, mm -hmm. tu canción, mitad oscuridad, mitad mm -hmm. luz, mm -hmm. la fortaleza siempre está en la luz. Sí, sí. Uh, ¿Lo cubrí todo o faltó algo? Creo que sí. Okay. <laughs> Pero la el mundo de medicina son dos caminos. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, the path of the medicine is are two paths. La luz y la oscuridad. Light ¿A dónde quieres ir? Wherever you want to go. Hay uno que prevalece el, 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 ¿cómo se llama esto del siempre? Y está escrito en la Biblia, está escrito por todos y saben que es el, el, las ciencias ocultas. Mm. There's one half that is been written since the beginning of time that's also in the Bible that's the occult sciences mm -hmm. magia negra black magic brujos uh, witch doctors que usan la medicina para hacer maldad no para curar ese es el mundo de la oscuridad les cuento una visión que yo tuve cuando yo estaba aprendiendo mm. un maestro yo solamente cantaba mm. y estaba el maestro cantaba y vino una una luz Miré a la derecha, wow, qué bonito la luz, muy profundo de lejos y venía, wow, bonito. Y, y, y mi mirada, doy así, era oscuro por este lado, muy oscuro. ¿Y por qué? No podía voltear por el otro lado. Vi a un, a un indio muy alto que venía como una flecha y me dice, ¿qué haces tú aquí? Aquí estás perdiendo tu tiempo por ahí, ven a este lado, sígueme y verás que vas a aprender mucho más. He said he saw a vision a, long time, a while ago when he was starting with the medicine when he would just play music and he had a vision where he looked to one side to the left and it was so much light and he was like, wow, this light is so beautiful and he was admiring the light and on this side it was all so much dark and then he saw a very tall indigenous person with a spear saying you're wasting your time here come with me come to this side you'll see that you can learn a lot more and he approached him like that there in the ceremony when he had just experienced when he was observing a, a very distant light mm. y, y yo lo paré 
Digo, no, no quiero ir por acá, no me gusta. Déjame tranquilo, déjame en paz, que yo estoy bien aquí donde estoy. Ay, y se fue. Se mm. fue. ¿Y qué tal si yo aceptaba? Pero dicen, cuando te, cuando te entra un mal espíritu, cambia totalmente tu mente. ¿A mm. qué? A hacer maldades. Mm. El brujo es eso, hacer maldad. Quiero probar mi fuerza. A ver, a ver, William, si es fuerte, a ver, a ver, que venga conmigo. Y eso es su, su, de ellos. Ah, uh -huh. Estar con, eh, eh, en pleito con alguien, ah, a ver, se cree muy fuerte, a ver, a ver, que pruebe conmigo. Uh -huh. Y manda su brujería. Uh -huh. y, y eso es. Y, y, ¿Y por qué se meten a ese mundo? Porque, no sé, sus mentes están locos, se mete un mal espíritu. Y, y quieren hacer solamente maldad mm. quieren hacer maldad y si un curandero va a querer a curar a alguien que está embrujada lo ataca también oh. lo, es atacado porque se está metiendo ahí donde que ha hecho su trabajo de mal así actúan Like he left, he left him alone. But he said that that's how a lot of people start going into the path of the darkness. And he doesn't know why people go to the path of the darkness because it starts making people do do bad to others, do wrong to others. And you can tell when someone is in that frequency when they're kind of like challenging someone else's light and they want to do more of a power show and be like, oh look at this person, can he take me? And then sends uh, the darkness or the witchcraft over in a dark way. And then if someone wants to heal someone who has had one of those spells casted onto them, then the person healing them can also potentially receive that spell for trying to take it out of them. Because that's the way that they do it so that it's very hard to undo. Y así reciben posiblemente algunos, ¿no? Uh -huh. Por querer aprender, wow, cosas ocultas que están fuera uh -huh. de la luz y se hacen más poderosos, pero para hacer maldades. Uh -huh. Y no solamente ese tuve otro, otro visión, uh -huh. en la, casi parecido, y estaba muy tranquilo cantando y viene un hombre oscuro que no le veía el rostro, mm. pero me entregaba un gato negro. Oh. Y me dije, no tengo nada que ver con los gatitos, son lindos, mm -hmm. <ríe> aunque sea negro y cualquier otro. Pero me entregó un, un gato negro y me dice, agarra este regalo y verás cómo vas a aprender. Mm. Entonces hay que tener firmeza en tu decisión ¿no? y, y saber, ¿no? discernir si es bueno o malo. Mm decía y yo después decía wow felizmente no agarré el gato uh -huh. o felizmente no me fui a los allá siguiéndole al oscuro uh -huh. sino cambia mi mente totalmente cambia total y, y ahí es donde que ah dije yo soy mejor uh -huh. soy mejor se levanta tu ego soy mejor que mi maestro soy mejor que alguien y, y eso es uh -huh. es loco Patrón de la oscuridad. Del patrón de la oscuridad, sí. Como, es como un contrato, ¿no? El gato. Sí, como sí, aceptando. Sí. Como aceptando. Toma, wow. me recibes esto y vas a recibir mm. mucho poder. Así. Wow. Mm -hmm. So many people 
because they want to learn, sometimes they learn the wrong way or through this way of the dark and they accept a deal with the darkness to acquire more power, to feel stronger, to have abilities and this and that, but then their whole mind changes and mm -hmm. he said that he had another vision where he was sitting in ceremony and also a, a big dark spirit appeared, he didn't have a face, and he presented him a black cat and he said, take this cat. and. He didn't have any superstition about cats. He thinks, you know, cats are cute no matter what color they are. No, no, nothing weird about black cats. But he knew that he had to discern, is this something that would be good for me? Because he said, take this and look at how much you're going to learn. And if he didn't discern whether that was of the light or not, then taking that cat could have completely altered his mind mm. and could have completely change the way that he thinks because it's kind of like a contract like mm -hmm. sending the cat do you accept this as a path per se and then accepting that would change your entire essence and then you would think you're better than your teacher and then you would try to show off your power and start manipulating your mind in that way so you have to be very firm with your decisions in mm -hmm. the ceremony and always be discerning muchas veces estes que están en la oscuridad no dietan palos mm. o medicinas que van a curar. Mm. A lot of the time people Por ejemplo, las medicinas que curan son chichuasi, uña de gato, renaquilla, clavo huasca, chirisanango. Hay muchas medicinas que son buenas para curar mm. el cuerpo, el alma, infecciones, heridas internas. Mm. Eso es cura. Mm. Ellos no dietan eso. Yo dieta estos palos, pero son palos que conozco y que he dietado y sé para qué sirven en esto, ¿no? Mm. Pero ellos no. Ellos dietan otros palos, por ejemplo, la lupuna colorada. Mm. Ese no es una medicina para curar, es para hacer brujería. Mm. Tú agarras poder en eso, tú dietas, lo dietas y, y, y tienes poder en ese palo, pues. Conoces ese palo, pero para qué? Para hacer maldades. Mm. Entonces no es bueno para. Y los que están en eso lo dietan, y hay muchos palos más que no son buenos para hacer una dieta a alguien para curar. Mm. Son dietas de oscuridad, donde van a recibir poder para hacer brujería. Mm. Sí. So, a lot of people who work in the darker arts, they don't diet with barks that will heal or that will do good like Chuchuwasi, Uña de Gato, Chirisanango, and some other ones, because those can heal your body, can heal your mind, can heal your spirit, and they don't diet with those. Instead, they diet with other barks that will give you powers, but only powers to do bad. So you can diet them, but the powers that you receive are to teach you how to do bad to others. So they only diet with the ones that are of that nature. I have a question around that because So I think that well, there's many things I want to say, but I think this is one of the areas in which I just for those listening want to reaffirm that it's extraordinarily important who you choose to do medicine with because 
a lot of people, in my opinion, who are not qualified to serve medicine, who are going to Peru and do one diet now think they can serve medicine. Mm -hmm. It's a very uh, dangerous business to do such a thing, in my opinion. Um, but I want to ask also, as it relates to what you've shared, how can we deal with, because it's interesting that you're speaking, for example, about these dark forces. For me, actually, to bring it full circle, the reason I came to you in the first place, actually, was I feel that someone who had a not the best intention, shall we say, diplomatically, um, and I, they were a facilitator, actually, of the ceremony, where that woman had shared, and I had that really dark experience, like mm. super dark. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Mm. And actually, I went for a year and a half, and I felt my my field was still, it was still in my field. And it wasn't until... I met William that I was actually able to clear that from my from my field. Mm. And to me, that was a clarion call. And that's why I share that with people. Even though that was with an adept shaman, mm. there were still elements in that field that were not in the lights, shall we say, in my mm. opinion. Mm. So how can we protect our field? In other words, I guess in the West we would call boundaries, right? Mm. But in the spiritual world, of course, there are different tools energetic tools, uh, medicines, etc. What are the most effective ways we can use to both protect ourselves in the field as well as clear the space when we have encountered those kinds of um, ill-intentioned orientations, right? Like mm -hmm. how do we protect ourselves and clear our space to stay in the light? Dice que el antes de conocerte se sentaba con personas que a lo mejor no estaban no eran adecuadas para empezar a servir la medicina y sintió que aún habían como hoyos en su frecuencia y podía entrar más oscuridad o que las intenciones no eran las mejores entonces lo que experimentó con esta muchacha de absorber su experiencia dijo que lo tenía en su en su espacio energético por más de un año hasta que te conoció y por eso también está hablando de la importancia de saber con quién uno se va a sentar para estar con la medicina y quería preguntar cuáles son unas herramientas que uno puede usar para limpiar o proteger su, su espacio energético cuando algo así sucederá o con otro ser o, o con si alguien se equivoca o, o está en un espacio así es bueno buscar a alguien con un curandero con quien va, tienes mucha confianza en hacerte una limpieza y cantarte y hacer de repente un baño de flores, mm -hmm. de plantas y que salga todo eso mm -hmm. esas malas energías es, también es un tratamiento no solamente de un baño es pues, de siete días de, y ahí te vas a quedar muy bien con baño de flores, baño de plantas mm -hmm. hacer rezos y It's really good to find a curandero who you really trust to help do a limpia on you, a cleanse, and to do a bath of roses, of sweet herbs, so that all of that bitterness that's in our frequency can leave and be washed away. Mm. Let me ask also in a, in a pragmatic sense, I was very fortunate to find you, but for those listening who may not have access, um, there's 
two questions. One is how can someone find, well, I can share here. Uh, William is a great, great reference. But how do we find allies on the path? In other words, how do we know, discern, if he has any thoughts around how we discern mm -hmm. who is good energy? Second part of the question, two different questions, but it's interesting because when we started and you started talking about the negative, so when I moved into this place where we're currently filming, there's a woman with energy, she's a bit off, would be the nice way to put it. Mm. Uh, dark, darker in her orientation. And it, it's an interesting thing because also currently we're filming in Venice, California. Mm -hmm. um, as you walk around, there are a lot of people who are lost souls, you know? And as we do this work, as I do this work, and I cleanse myself, I'm an empath, I'm very sensitive. So how do we keep and protect our light um, and not get influenced or protect ourselves from the forces? Of course, we want to be compassionate and, and there's people with whom who, who I can support and help. But how do we not get distracted from the path in the same way he's talking about the medicine? Get, get in a way, have our... Um, to get wounded, if you will, by those who intend, who have not the best intentions, who are who are lost, perhaps mentally or lost in darkness. Mm. Dice que cómo encontrar orientación para alguien que realmente es de la luz, como en, en discernir, 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 discernir ese tipo de persona y que él se siente muy afortunado de haberte encontrado a ti. Mm -hmm pero que para otras personas que a lo mejor no tienen orientación o que no saben por dónde empezar o cómo discernir ese tipo de frecuencia, uh -huh. ¿cuáles son unas, unos consejos para poder encontrar ese, como esa resonancia, ese, uh -huh. esa voz interior que les confirma que son buenas personas? Y también, como él vive en Venecia, Aquí también es un espacio en el mundo social donde hay muchas almas perdidas también y él cuando se limpia se siente muy empático y que quiere ayudar a muchas personas y también cómo balancear, querer ayudar, ayudar y no perder el camino también como para gente que quiere ayuda pero no quiere ayudarse a sí mismo o que están usando su energía por decir en vez de siendo genuinos en, en ese tipo de pedida para poder mantener su frecuencia de luz como protegida. Uh -huh. Yo creo que antes de salir a ayudar, una, una, un detalle. Yo antes de ir a soplar a cualquiera, siempre me voy, me soplo primero uh -huh. yo protegiéndome uh -huh. y algo primero antes de todo me soplo con el tabaco me soplo con el con la florida no es por gusto sino protegiéndome uh -huh. no todos están mal energéticamente hay algunos que están uh -huh. medio locos que van a las ceremonias así uh -huh. como decimos ah se van solamente a, a querer estar un momento de alucinarse nada más uh -huh. no. entonces me protejo de todo esto uh -huh. entonces yo eh, me pongo estas cosas de protección y, y 
posiblemente si tú vas a querer ayudar a alguien, hágate eso, haga una oración, todo esté bien, soplate con mapacho, agua florida y voy a ayudar a esta persona. Si la persona que tú quieres ayudar o tú estás ayudando no pone de su parte, es porque es de más a veces esforzarse tanto por querer ayudar y dejarlo. Solamente tenerlo en tu oración, bueno, no puedo yo, pero Dios puede hacerlo esto, mm. dejarlo. Entonces no te complicas tu, tu vida. Sí, <laughs> sí. I'm always cleansing yourself first. Mm. He personally connects with Mapacho blows on himself first and Agua de Florida to cleanse, saying an internal prayer for this person, for yourself, that everything goes well, that you're protected, that it's good. And then, and then going out to help someone else, and also recognizing if you are putting in all the effort and the other person is not putting an effort for themselves, then also just sending through a prayer help for this person and recognizing, okay, maybe this specific moment of healing will not be for me to assist, but God can assist. Mm. So it helps you to keep your life clearer and less complicated. Mm. And, and what about cords? So like mm. some people spiritually cord you, you mm. know, like uh, they put some energetic cord. Um, does he have any thoughts that I love this, the mapacho and the agua de florida for protection. Mm -hmm. But if someone is courting you, for example, they're draining your energy or like what he said, for example, with the spell, how mm. can you cut that cord and, and not carry that energy? Mm. Él dice, y de las cuerdas energéticas que uno forma en la sociedad, o si alguien forma una cuerda contigo energética, o si hay como vampiros energéticos que te van drenando, cómo cortar la cuerda con esa persona energéticamente, o cómo reducir que absorban o drenen tu energía. Mm. Por eso decía, fácil, es alejarse de ellos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> The easiest thing is staying away from them. Staying away from them, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Alejarse yeah. de ellos, no hay otra forma. Mm -hmm. Me está haciendo mal esta energía. No, no, no es una persona para mí. Yeah. Lo siento. Ok, por eso digo, ¿te interesa esa persona ayudar? Ah, mejor de lejos hago una oración para esa persona. Mm -hmm. Y no de cerca ya. Porque yo sé que me va, está haciendo mal, te mm. hace sentir mal cuando tú quieres ayudar a un amigo, lo ves tan mal, tú sientes tu energía baja a veces, mm. estás preocupado por esto y, y él no pone de su parte, de nada sirve que tú vas a ayudar, lo mejor es tener en tu oración o ora por esa persona, ya, que Dios haga su obra en esa persona. Mm -hmm. No puedes tú, pero Dios es más fuerte. Mm -hmm. Distancing yourself from that person and praying for them, for their healing, but from afar, not from close, because mm -hmm. from close they're already causing you um, misalignment or pain or discomfort. And so it brings you down because you see how much in pain they are. So your empathy goes down to where they are instead mm -hmm. of being maintained in your light. So just leaving it up to God, keeping them in that way, and sending them good but not connecting yourself to a reality with them anymore. Mm. Just keeping distance. Mm. 
what that what that reminds me of is when you talk about that connection to to God is is like the sun, you know, and the mm-hmm. the, the waters, you mm-hmm. know, which which are so sacred. I feel like the sun is always giving, right, mm-hmm. the, without asking for anything in return, and the waters. And for me, that is also medicine. Like if mm-hmm. I feel like I'm have some cords or whatnot, if I go bathe in like the sacred waters, you know, in a river, I feel like it's gracious. It cleanses me, or the fire, going to the fire and releasing. Um, distance, I I, res- I I love that trusting and giving it to God, so to speak, or giving an offering to the sacred in a way that can transmute that energy. As it relates to, say, people who are in our lives, for example, like our family, that may have, there may be some toxicity or some challenges. Of course, the medicine can show us oftentimes why they are that like that. But in everyday life, if people have challenging relations or relationships with people that they are bound to, so to speak, biologically, how do you see recommend um, being in a beautiful way, but with people who are challenging that are still family? Mm. Él dice que él también considera fuerza de Dios algo que él reconoce en la manera que el sol siempre da en las aguas sanadoras y que a él le ayuda también conectarse a la energía del sol, a, la, a los ríos uh-huh. sagrados, a limpiarse así y también pregunta cuando hay como tensión entre la familia y ellos son uno de los seres que a lo mejor no se llevan tan bien con uno que tienen como un poco más de como cosas que chocan entre ellos uh-huh. aunque la medicina les demuestre por uh-huh. qué actúan de cierta manera en el en la vida del día a día uh-huh. cómo sobrepasar ese tipo de dinámica bueno si la familia es tan complicada demostrarles amor ellos no te dan amor te dan preocupación y están fastidiando siempre a veces Dales amor, perdónalos y te vas a sentir desahogado. Ya no es tu culpa si ellos están así. Tú tienes que estar bien en tu corazón y tu alma, bien, perdonando. Yo estoy bien, estoy bien, he perdonado y estoy consciente. Ahora, si esa persona no cambia, si esa persona es complicada tu familia de repente y no no ponen de su parte a querer estar bien, ya no es tu problema tuyo, su totalmente demuéstrales amor. El amor les va a hacer cambiar cuando ven la diferencia. A veces, a veces ya no se puede soportar, también uno es humano y... Es así. Cuando tú estás con tu familia, a veces ya no soporta, a veces se grita, ya, ya, ya está bien, ya te desahogas, pero dales amor, está bien. Háblales fuerte a veces, ya, pero con amor. Es como en Perú tienen la costumbre de, de castigar a los hijos, mm. de castigar a los hijos con corrilla, la vida antigua, ¿no? Mm. Pero dile, háblale con amor. Dale un correazo, pero le dices, estoy dando con amor para que no vuelvas a hacerlo así. Mm. Me acuerdo de mi padre que me, me dijo una vez, me agarraba, me hacía arrodillar mm. y me decía, yo te amo. Te amo, hijo, y te castigo por esto, porque no quiero tener un hijo más adelante, un hijo que me va a dar dolor de cabeza, que va a ser malo en la sociedad. Y me daba. A mí me dolían más las palabras 
que es látigo. Sí, y y es bueno hablar fuerte a veces, pero ya con amor. Yo le agradecí a mi padre después. Bueno, el látigo es pasa, pero las palabras quedan en ti cuando es con amor. Y hay otros padres que te dicen, muy fuerte, eso no es con amor, eso es maldad, es maltrato físico. Sí. Es con, con ira, entonces no es amor. Uh-huh. Tú trata bien, trata bien a tu familia y verás cómo te van a tratar ellos también. Uh-huh. Da amor para recibir amor. Uh-huh. Just treating them with love, giving them love, no matter how they're behaving, and forgiving them, and forgiving yourself, and continuing to show up as much as you can with love, and sometimes when it's like too much, too much, we're only human and we can get frustrated and like, ah, yell and get into an argument. But then after letting that go and releasing that from yourself, returning to love, returning to forgiveness. And he was talking about how in Peru, sometimes they um, would hit the kids with like a stick um, because that was the more traditional ways. But before doing that or while doing that, they would still speak to them with love and say, and let them know, hey, like how his dad would tell him, my son, I love you, and this is why I'm doing this, because I don't want you to repeat these actions, because I don't want you to be a headache for me in the future, someone who isn't a good person in society. And he said that those words weighed more to him than the actual physical pain. And so it's good to speak firmly too and strong to your family but with love mm-hmm. and you can be firm and you can be strong but with love and just returning to love and they will slowly start to change the more that we are good within ourselves and the more that we are keeping that love and strength within ourselves mm-hmm. hay que tener compasión la compasión es eso a veces uno se sufre mirando la familia que es así bueno tener compasión paciencia we must have compassion and patience and also always give love to receive love forgot that part right there mm. yeah. always give love to receive love I love that I'm gonna move towards a close of this of this beautiful conversation I have a couple last questions what reminded me there was uh, I think it was a Ram Dass quote where he said if you think you're enlightened go spend a week with your family and I think uh, there's beautiful teaching and I love this this call to return to love and to patience and compassion and also like you said knowing when there's time to maybe distance and come back you know um, giving yourself that grace but the two, two kind of questions that are remaining for me that I'd love uh, your perspective on is one, how do we forgive? How do we come to a place of forgiveness? For, because I know many people have um, people that they feel anger towards or they, they still are holding that pain from trauma and oftentimes things that were you know, childhood abuse, things of that nature. That, that are, in a way, like, of course, not fair and not right. But 
it's not our it's not our fault, but it is our responsibility to figure out how to deal with it in the most beautiful way. So, what's how do we come to, or does uh, Don William have any insights around how we forgive? Because I know the medicine has shown me beautiful um, insights into both why I've been hurt or why I've hurt, and and how how that can be come like cleaned in a way um, and I'd love his insights around that forgiveness dice que le encanta lo que dices de siempre regresar al amor y el dicho que dice Randas de que si te piensas iluminado pasa una semana con tu familia y dice que su pregunta ahora es ¿cómo realmente perdonar? especialmente en situaciones donde alguien ha sido abusado desde niño o por, o por varios años que está como muy profundo en ellos cuál es una manera de realmente perdonar y mover adelante en ese tipo de situaciones o en general uh -huh. compasión compasión mm, compasión por esa persona por esa persona he cometido algo pero ya tengo compasión no hay otra forma. Si no tienes compasión, no vas a perdonar nunca. There's nunca. not another way. If you don't have compassion, mm -hmm. you'll never forgive. Dar mm -hmm. compasión y amor. Giving compassion. No, no estás diciendo de que te gusta lo que ha hecho, sino tener compasión. La compasión de, bueno, tengo compasión, está bien, como humano, pero compasión es, y amor es lo mejor para que puedas perdonar si no hay compasión no vas a perdonar nunca y si no hay amor también mm -hmm. it's not about acting like you like what happened but if you don't have compassion you will and love you will never forgive so just having compassion for that person for yourself and y acercarte a esa persona no, tú solo no puedes hacer, ah, tengo compasión, ya, le voy a perdonar. No, acércate. Te ha hecho mal. Acércate. Tú, porque la persona que ha hecho mal no se va a acercar a ti porque tiene temor, pues, por lo que ha hecho, ¿no? Mm. Pero tú estás perdonando, vete. Quiero hablar contigo. Que okay. si acepta bien, te perdono. Y cuando dices te perdono, estás quitando esa carga de ti. Mm. Estás quitando esa carga. Porque es la carga que vas a llevar todo hasta tu muerte si tú no has tenido compasión, si tú no has dado perdón. Mm. Tienes que irte. Tú no eres el culpable, pero tú tienes que perdonar mm. a esa persona que te hizo mal. Esa es lo mejor, la mejor solución y la mejor medicina para mm. So approaching this person because they won't approach you because inside they know that they are the ones who have done the other person wrong. So they will not be the ones to approach, but approaching them, saying, hey, I want to have a conversation and letting them know that you forgive them and if they accept, then great. But if not, the act of you saying, I forgive them, you meaning it, you're liberating yourself, that weight off of your shoulders. And just accepting the situation and genuinely showing up with love and compassion for 
for yourself and for them. Mm, beautifully said. My thank you, first of all. Yes, yes. My, as we move to a close, I wanted to ask about integration because the other thing that I think is not talked about a lot is, is after the medicine. How do we incorporate the medicine into day-to-day living? And specifically, so that's part one of the question, but I also have noticed that music is so integral to the prayer mm-hmm. and to the ceremony. Can music be integral in the integration? Because I, I just, what I've realized is I'm continuing to go back to this medicine music and music and the frequency that I find soothes the soul. So I'd love any insights around integration and around the role of music in ceremony and integration. Lo que aprendimos hacia la vida de la sociedad y con, como la música es una gran parte de la experiencia dentro de la ceremonia, uh-huh. también puede ser una parte grande de la integración. Uh-huh. Es la pregunta. Ya. Yeah. Tú estás en la ceremonia, escuchas la música. Tú sales de la ceremonia, vas a escuchar tu música que te ha gustado siempre, rock, eh, ¿cómo es el otro? Eh, hay músicas, salsas, cumbias, eh, eh, reggae, lo que quieras. Pero siempre vas a ir, yo he cambiado mucho, yo hacía cumbia antes, salsa, mucho en orquesta. No me acuerdo ahora. Me he dedicado más a escuchar música de medicina porque me ayuda, mi alma, eh, me, me hace vivir más, wow. más completo espiritualmente porque la música ayuda mucho en tu parte interior, en tu mente y a tu alma. Tú escuchas música movida, pues, ¿no? Música rock, rock pesado. Vas a ser loco, pues. <risa> Con el rock pesado, pero... Tú escuchas una música que te va a ayudar tu alma. Wow. Cambias. Cambias. Yo sé que casi todos los que están metidos en la medicina... Están escuchando ya no música de antes, sino música que les va a ayudar. Están siempre... Conozco a muchos que están en medicina y, y están escuchando siempre en el carro sus música de medicina está porque les ayuda mm-hmm. he said that the music when you hear it inside of the ceremony you receive so much and you're like wow this is so beautiful and when you go back out into regular life when you hear other genres rock reggae salsa cumbia and the other styles it doesn't feel the same for you anymore because you have now connected to music that is helping your soul. And so when a lot of people come out of ceremony, they continue to listen to the music when they're in the car, when they're in the regular life. And he says for him, he stopped, he used to play uh, salsa and cumbia, now he completely forgot because now he is 
always with music that is healing, healing mm -hmm. to his soul and to himself. And so connecting to the music is helping you always. So, creo que sí, mm -hmm. sirve para la integración. Sí, sirve la, por la integración sirve la música. Mm -hmm. Bueno, eso no quiero decir que no vas a escuchar otras músicas, ¿no? Claro. Que no te va... Sí, yo escucho a veces mis músicas antiguas, estoy viviendo, bonito. <risa> Pero cuando quiero centrarme y meditar un poco, música de medicina. Uh -huh. Está integrando de nuevo a, uh -huh. a la medicina. Uh -huh. It's not to say that you never listen to your other music again. You can always go back and enjoy it. Um, but when you really want to be centered and within yourself and meditating, the medicine music is very helpful to bring you back into your own medicine. Mm. Yeah, for me it's been a lot of water, a lot of yoga, and a lot of medicine music. Yeah, yeah. it's been working well. I, I want to acknowledge uh, both of you. Um, you know, in the medicine I discovered something which was for me a profound insight about music, but also music as a metaphor, which is you can tell in the music when someone is singing a song because they want you to see them mm. versus someone who is singing a song because they want to raise the collective, mm. you know? And my experience is your music is the latter. It raises the collective. So I honor you. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you, Allison, for, for translating. Maybe you can share what I said, but uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Muchas gracias. Gracias por todo. Gracias. Anything he would like to share with uh, the audience before we close? I'm just honored to be here. Gracias por dejarme estar aquí traduciendo por ti. Gracias. Thank you for gracias. allowing me the space. Me encanta todo lo que has dicho. I loved everything that he has said. And all of your questions too. Thank you so much. So it's an honor. Thank you. And, and where can people, at, maybe we can ask, where can people, I'll link below, of course, uh, but uh, where can people find uh, William? I know you offer a dieta in the forest uh, in Peru. Um, I'll link all of that below, but is there anything he would like to share um, before we close? Hay algo que quieras compartir antes de cerrar, o si quieres que la gente le pueda encontrar para hacer dietas. Sí, eh, vamos a tener en noviembre, 2 de noviembre, empezamos una dieta en Perú, en la jungla, donde es el, el, un lugar muy bonito, es como una escuela de, de muchos curanderos ahora, y donde yo también aprendí, donde tuve mis primeros maestros. En eso pues nos des desconectamos totalmente de todo el mundo cibernético también <ríe> donde estamos eh, meditando siempre tenemos las casitas tenemos las duchas que es el río tenemos los baños pero todo es natural y un poco rústico pero eso para mí 
es una dieta moderna ya porque antiguamente las dietas eran solo en un mosquitero unas hojas que te tapaban el mosquitero y estabas adentro todo el tiempo para hacer dieta wow. pero aquí tenemos ya una casita donde vas a estar tienes tu cama tu agua tu hamaca y estás muy bien vas a ser muy atendido muy bien atendido tenemos un equipo de jóvenes y de señores que nos apoyan eh, durante esta dieta son 12 personas que manejan todo ahí la atención y cualquier cosa ellos están para ayudar ¿no? y, y están cuidando día y noche todo el sitio uh -huh. cuidan no porque es, este, siempre hay que estar alertas en todo en este mundo uh -huh. de los animales de personas malas pero estamos ahí muy bien cuidados uh -huh. eh, nunca ha pasado nada y estamos ahí en la dieta durante 10 días metidos en la jungla uh -huh. donde que vamos a tener cinco ceremonias de ayahuasca y durante otros los otros días vamos a tomar otras plantas medicinales otras plantas como chuchuasha, uña de gato, renaquilla, bobinsana, es para los primeros que entran a primera dieta, es bobinsana. Es, es, es la planta del amor, mm. es muy bonita. Twelve people who will be watching everything at all times, day and night, to protect the space, to protect the energy. This is a place where many healers before him have been and studied and learned and taught him. And so it's he has very beautiful souls there working with him as a team. And that everyone will be very well attended. It will be uh, ayahuasca five nights and a dining of plant, of um, a different plants, and the first plant normally is bobinsana because it's a plant of love, so that's how the dynamic will be pretty much. And nothing has ever happened, but we must always be vigilant because of the animals, the people, the situations mm. that, that could, but have never happened, thankfully. Están invitados todas las personas que puedan venir a estas esta dieta y pueden conectarse con Nila ella tiene toda la información de la dieta como ella pueden hacer todo ella tiene la información exacta you are all invited to join this diet and Nila has all the information in regards to the diet and I'll link up to uh, all that below uh, in the show notes always feel free to Also DM or uh, me if I can be helpful in connecting. Um, I'm also looking at going. I have I feel very called to the jungle. I have yet to go. Um, so we'll we will um, link below to your works. And Allison, thank you so much for being here, for being a vessel, for translating, and um, excited for your music as well. You're a beautiful singer, and uh, looking forward to more of that. And Don William, thank you for your beautiful, beautiful works. Thank you for holding the space in a good way and for carrying the medicine forward. 
and for offering it in a way that uh, people can uh, come home to. So thank you so much. Thank you. Muchas gracias. 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 All right. Perfect. And there you have it. Extraordinary conversation with Don William. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go ahead and share it with someone you think would benefit. Maybe someone who's considering uh, sitting with the medicine. Um, also, feel free to leave a feedback um, at Michael Trainer at Illumina Medicina. Again, I'll tag us both below in the show notes. Would love your thoughts, which part of the conversation you found most profound or intriguing. Any questions you might have, uh, feel free to leave them below in the comments or tag us on social. Uh, again, always appreciate a rating and review. Uh, if, if you feel so inspired, it helps us to grow the show and to get wonderful guests. And, uh, Needless to say, hoping you guys are having a beautiful, beautiful journey. I hope these conversations are providing value and insights. And in that spirit, I actually want to close out with another song from William and Neela. I'm going to link to a bunch of their music on my YouTube. I'm going to be prioritizing YouTube moving forward. So please um, head over to YouTube and subscribe to Michael Trainer. And I'll be adding a lot of value over there as well. Sending you guys so much love. And without further ado, another song from William and Neela.
Kaimam, 